Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where you'll get the tools you need to master your money, marketing, and your motivation. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the money and marketing coach, motivational speaker, and huge Dr. Pepper lover who is on a mission to connect you with women who are incredible at what they do with the hope that you will leave inspired, educated, and motivated to create the life that sets your soul on fire. This episode is sponsored by the 5K Challenge. How would it feel if you could add $5,000 to your bank account in the next three days? And what if it actually meant working less and knowing that you had higher quality content working for your business? Would it change your business if you could consistently generate that extra revenue every single month? Does it seem too good to be true? Well, guess what? It's not. And the 5K challenge is going to help you do it because it is the number one challenge to help you generate $5,000 in revenue in your business in only three days. And it is coming up soon. The challenge will be taking place November 3rd through the 5th. And it is three days of action-packed video trainings, worksheets, live Q and A's with me to answer your question, community in the Facebook group, and tons of really amazing giveaways. For three solid days, I am going to be working with you to teach you my signature act method, which is the same method that I have used to consistently generate $5,000 revenue months in my business. And I wanna help you do it too. We are going to spend three days going all in on our business and learning how to really generate that extra revenue so that you can consistently do it every month and change the face of your business. This challenge is totally and completely free and you do not want to miss it. So head to HaleyLuckadoo.com slash 5k challenge or click the link down below if the link shows up in your podcast player and save your seat in the challenge. You do not wanna miss it. You wanna save your spot and mark your calendar for November 3rd, 4th, and 5th because the 5K challenge is absolutely going to change your business. What is going on, my females on fire? Welcome back to another episode. I am super excited. I feel like I say that every single week, but I just love doing this podcast. I love giving you guys these episodes and it's one of my favorite parts of my business. So I get really freaking excited about these episodes every week. And I am just as excited today because I'm going solo again. And today's going to be a good one. Today's a fun one because I want to talk about what I would do if I had to start over, what I would do if I was going to start my business brand spanking new today. What are those things that I would do? And I've got five major things that I would absolutely, these would be the first five things that I would really focus in on and go all in on really, really hard to really make my business grow. Now, to be honest, this does not just apply to new businesses. I know with the way 2020 happened and the whole pandemic and all of those things, that a lot of new businesses got started up. A lot of people took their side hustles full time. A lot of people decided that 
they were going to start something new and that's awesome. And so if that's you, this will app, this episode is absolutely going to help you like for sure. But even if you didn't start a new business, maybe you've had a recent pivot or you've added something new to your business, like a membership or coaching or digital products or a new service or something like that. And if you've added anything new to your business at all, then this is still really going to help you because these five things are the five things that I come back to every single time I introduce something new to my business. And to be honest, I have introduced a lot of new things to my business. Uh, if you guys have been around for a beat, then you know I started out as a wedding planner and built that company from the ground up by myself and then started a second company doing like virtual assistant work and social media. That business has transitioned into what my company Luckadoo Media is today, which is an entirely different company from where it started. We offer just a whole wide range of services that we didn't offer when we started. We literally don't offer the same things or speak to the same clients or the same client type, I guess. And then on top of that, I've added things like the podcast, courses, coaching, speaking, all of these things were big introductions in my business. And every single time I started something new, I was, I felt like I was starting over and you may feel that way too. If you're adding something new to your business or you really are starting over, it's kind of scary. And the problem is we tend to resort back to that beginner phase. When we, when we introduce something new, when we start something new, we resort back to that beginner, uh, unqualified, I don't really know what I need to do to actually make this work sort of phase that we get in. And because of that, we can forget some really crucial steps that we may have already learned in our other business or in our main business or the other services that we offer. And I did that a lot. I definitely, when I would launch something new or introduce something new into my business or even, you know, switch businesses, I definitely sort of just forgot all the things that I had already learned. And I would start from scratch instead of starting from the level that I should have been starting at, which is the business owner who already knows how to run a successful business and knows how to manage her time and what to focus on and all of those things. And so I've made this mistake time and time and time again, and I want to help you avoid this mistake. So again, whether you started a brand new business or you're thinking about starting a new business, or you simply added a new service or a new component to your business or a new stream of income, I really believe that these five things are really going to be helpful to you in making sure that you are building success both as much and as quickly as possible with your new venture. So let's dive into these five things. I'm going to talk a little bit about each one and why I think they're important, why I think they matter and how I really messed up in doing them along the way and how you can avoid doing that. So number one, the very first thing that I would do if I started my business over today is focus. And I know you're instantly going to be like, oh, this is going to be such a lame episode. Haley, this is so basic. I promise it's not. Bear with me. Give me a minute. Just give me a beat to explain what I mean. But I would focus. So 
anytime that you want to grow, typically, you know, you guys know, I love being a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I swear by it. I have so many different little passions and ventures and income streams in my business. And we've even done episodes in the past of other people who are extremely multi-passionate. We've talked about that on this show, but I also know that that can kind of get you in trouble. And I, I really believe in adding different facets to your business. And I really believe that you can be massively successful that way. I know we hear a lot about um, finding your niche or niching down and getting really specific with who you offer, who you offer things to, what you offer, you know, et cetera. And I do think there's a time and a place for that. And I'm not, um, you know, I'm not putting down that advice, but I also think that sometimes there's a little more to it than that. Sometimes we are multi-passionate. We can find a way to tie our passions together or tie our services, our ventures, our income streams together. And sometimes even if we can't, maybe you're qualified to run two different businesses and it speaks to two different audiences and that's okay. There are tons and tons and tons of wildly successful businesses, wildly successful entrepreneurs and CEOs who are multi-passionate, who run multiple ventures and have different facets of their business. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Here's where my advice comes in. Focus in, grow or at least start one thing at a time instead of doing them all at once. A hundred percent, if you have a passion for something, yes, find a way to add it to your business if you want to, if you want it to be more than a hobby. If you want it to be a hobby, great, awesome. Have an awesome hobby. That's so, that's totally fine. But if you want it to be more than a hobby, you really want it to be part of your business, absolutely find a way to make it such or make it a separate business. But do not try to monetize every single passion that you have and then grow that service or that business all at one time. Okay. So when I, you know, got started, I was in wedding planning. I opened the second company. And when I opened the second company, the wedding planning business was already three years in. It was running very smoothly. It you know, had a fairly booked out client list every year. Like it was doing great. And so I had time to grow that business, but I got in trouble a few years later when I started trying to add the podcast coaching and speaking to my business all at the same time. And so I would spend my days doing my regular work for my companies and then spend all my extra time trying to grow the new facet of the business. But the problem was I only had a limited amount of hours of extra time to grow these new ventures. And I was splitting all of that time up between, between trying to find speaking gigs and submit to speak and put together speaker reels and, and do all those things, find coaching clients and, and start coaching and building out a coaching program and recording and editing podcast episodes and finding guests and doing, and it wasn't working. You cannot grow all of those things at once. Okay. You've got to start with one and get the ball rolling on it before starting the others. It does not mean that you're putting everything else on the back burner. It does not mean that you're deciding not to add these other ventures, facets, passions to your business. It simply means that you are getting hyper-focused on what it is that you're working on right 
now. Okay. So that is my number one thing that I would do if I started, started over, started my business today or, or added something new is I would get really, really focused and get major clarity on how I need to get the ball rolling on that one thing and how to really start growing and seeing results on that one thing and then figure out the order of everything else that I wanted to add or everything else that I needed to do, right? So get super, super focused. Number two, the second thing I would do is speak to one specific person. Now this goes very much along with number one, very much along with focusing. And I just, you know, just talked about how we hear all the time to find your niche and niche down. I do not necessarily think that you have to be so specific in your niche that you only serve one type of person, right? I, like I said, I ran a wedding planning company and a like virtual assistant social media company at the same time. And I was speaking to, you know, potential couples who were getting married and might want a wedding planner. And I was also speaking to wedding vendors who may need help with their social media or the back end of their business or marketing, things like that. And I think I did a really great job of speaking to both audiences. Here's where I see people get in trouble. You can absolutely speak to more than one type of person within your business, but every single post, every single offer, et cetera, that you have, that you make should be aimed at one specific person. So what do I mean by that? Yes, I ran multiple businesses and had multiple sets of services where I was speaking to two different clientels, two different ideal clients. I had my potential, you know, engaged clients who were going to hire a wedding planner and I had wedding vendors who needed help with their, let's say, social media. Those are two very different clientels. However, every single post that I made was very specific to one of those clientels. Every single offer that we had was very specific to one of those clientels. My email list that went out did not go out to both sets of clients. I had a separate email list for engaged couples than I did for potential wedding vendors or you know people that I was gonna work with on the marketing side, right? So this is where I see people getting trouble because they have all of these different facets of their business and they have multiple different types of people that they're speaking to. And maybe yours isn't such a, a defined line like mine was where it's two very different types of clients. Maybe for you, let's stick with the wedding planner thing. Let's say you're a wedding planner and you really don't mind working with clients on a budget who are kind of lower ticket clients who are going to be doing more like, you know, month of coordination, but you also work with some like luxury clients at really fancy venues and they've got really high budgets for their weddings and you're doing full service planning for those. I really do think that that's fine. I really do think that you can find a way to market both of those services very, very differently and aim them at those two different clientels. But what you can't do is stick them all on the same email list. You can't make Instagram posts where you're like, oh, well, we take on literally any types of clients, any budget, 
we have several different services. No, that's not going to work because if you're, if you're not speaking to them, then they're ignoring you. You're not speaking to anybody. What you would do instead is make posts that specifically say, Hey, are you a bride on a budget? Are you a groom on a budget? You know, are you an engaged couple on a budget here? We, this is what we offer. And this is how we make it work for you. Our month of coordination package is perfect for you. And then you would have completely separate marketing, separate posts, separate email lists that say, look at these luxury weddings that we've done. If you are just dreaming of your wedding day and blah, 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 then this is what we can do for you with our full service planning. So you can absolutely do that, but you've got to be speaking to one specific person with everything that you do. So talk to them like they're your best friend, even if you're talking to different people with different offers, but you've got to know, okay, this post, this offer, this specific thing that I'm talking about, who is the one person that I'm speaking to with this particular post? So speak to one specific person, regardless of how many different types of clients you serve. That is absolutely something I would do. That is something I did not do a great job of when I started trying to get into like coaching and speaking and podcasting, but something I do feel like I did a great job of when I was running the two separate businesses, the wedding planning and the, the like social media business. So absolutely. That's something that I really try hard to focus on because I do have so many different facets of my business. And I think absolutely that's something that you should be doing too. The third thing that I would do if I started over is prioritize systems or even more specifically prioritize things that save time. Okay. This is where I am teaching you from a lesson that took me a very long time to learn. Okay. I spent so much time, you guys, oh my gosh, so much time and so much effort doing the most mundane, completely irrelevant things in my business when I got started. For example, I would actually retype the same email dozens of times, like dozens of times. When I started out as a wedding planner, um, you know, I would make timelines for the wedding day. I would send pretty much the same email to vendors when the wedding day was coming up. Uh, we got, you know, the same types of inquiries all the time. So that first initial email or where we're responding to the inquiry, that was the same. And I was retyping those things from scratch over and over and over again. I know, right? Like, so, so dumb, so dumb. Who does that? But I was, I was doing it. I was literally retyping things thousands and thousands of times instead of just creating a template that I could copy and paste and change the name on for, you know, clients and vendors and timelines and all these things. I also was not repurposing content. I was writing blog posts. And even when I started the podcast, I was doing podcast episodes and writing Instagram posts and Facebook posts completely from scratch. And I was never like using verbiage in an Instagram caption from a blog post that I had written. If you write a blog post, you should have like five Instagram captions from that blog post. Easy. Like 
probably more than that, but at least five. And then you should be able to repurpose those five Instagram posts for Facebook or for pins on Pinterest or turn that blog post into a podcast episode or a YouTube video or whatever it is you do. I was not doing this. I was not repurposing content. I was retyping the same email dozens of times. I was wasting so much time just like checking social media and I mean, just so much time wasted, you guys. I wish, I wish this is something that I had fixed from day one because I would just be totally blown away to see what my business looked like right now if I had not wasted so many hours, but I did. I could have put those hours to good use getting started with other areas of my business or growing and scaling or adding these different facets and different in income streams, but I didn't. I wasted so many hours. And it was really when I started to prioritize systems, like you guys have probably heard me, heard me talk about HoneyBook like a million times. And I know if you're a regular listener of the show, you're probably so sick of hearing about HoneyBook, but I use HoneyBook for my client management system. And I use things like Planoly to plan out my Instagram and I do repurpose content now and within my Gmail account, I have like canned responses for, for the emails that I get all the time. Those things, those types of systems, I, you know, I use Trello, I use Flowdesk. I, I have tons of, of systems and tools that I use in my business. But when I really started to figure out what of those I really needed and actually just like go to town, like putting in the work to build those systems out and get them in place, it saved me so much time. And now I prioritize anything that will save me time. Not in a way like I'm trying to take a shortcut and get there faster, but just in a way that I know my time is massively, massively valuable. And I know that my time is money, right? And that is something I can produce more money. I can produce more content. I cannot produce more time. I only have a limited amount of hours in a day and a limited amount of time that I'm going to dedicate to work versus my personal life. And so I will prioritize anything that is truly going to save me time. Maybe for you, that looks like finally outsourcing something. Maybe it looks like sitting down and having a day where you plan, you batch all of your content, you plan all your content in advance for the week or for the month so that you're not scrambling to try to do it. Maybe it's you write a lot of blog posts. And so now you're trying to pull Instagram captions from those blog posts. Maybe it's whatever. There's a million different ways that this could come into play for you and could resonate with you. But I'm telling you the second that you start to prioritize the systems that save you time, that is when you are going to see your business change. That is when you are finally going to feel relief and lose the stress and lose the headache that comes with your business. And that is when you're going to start to grow and scale and really see things change. So if you are on day one of something new or day one of your business, or maybe this is just something you know that you're not doing well, 100% start prioritizing the systems, the tools, the things that are really going to save you time. Ooh, we're almost done. Number four, the fourth thing that I would do if I started over, started my business today is I would build relationships, but then I would go all in on cultivating those relationships. 
So I knew from the very beginning, being in the wedding industry, I knew that networking was so important, but I would go to networking events. I would, you know, walk around, like chit chat with a few people, maybe hand out a couple business cards, take a few business cards. They'd probably end up in the bottom of my purse and I'd never see them again. Maybe I'd follow a few people on Instagram after the event was over. And then I'd just sort of leave it at that, right? There wasn't really a lot of follow-up. It was just kind of, if I saw somebody at the next networking event or finally got to work with them or something and be like, oh yeah, I remember you from whatever. But that was it. I'd leave it at that. That's not building relationships. That's just networking. And to be honest, that wasn't even good networking, right? But there is a huge difference between building relationships and networking. Even if you're networking well, like handing out your business card, actually following them on social media, reaching out a week later to remind them who you are and saying, hey, let's work together sometime or collaborate or whatever. That's still just networking. It's not building relationships. And I think in a lot of our businesses, we get wildly confused about the difference between networking and building relationships. And then even if we're good at building relationships, sometimes we don't cultivate those relationships. And that is something that I feel like I kind of had to learn the hard way and I just don't want that for you. I want you to learn this the easy way. So take it from me right here today. This year, and I know 2020 has been a weird year and I did start doing this a lot last year, but this year I put a major emphasis at the beginning of the year, major emphasis, huge goal on building real relationships within my industry building real relationships with potential clients, building real relationships with other coaches and other, you know, people who uh, sort of serve the same types of clients as me with podcast guests, with all of those types of people and collaborators. And this year has been a game changer for my business. Like I just, I can't even explain how different business has been this year for me. And no, I am not talking about because of COVID. I'm not talking about because it's 2020. I'm talking about because I actually started putting in the work to build relationships and really try to get to know people beyond just their business. Because let me tell you, building and cultivating relationships with other people in your industry or even in like related industries, that is going to lead to more sales than anything else in your business. Like I guarantee it. If you're doing it right, it will lead to more sales then your social media, then your email list, then your marketing, then your paid ads, then everything else. Those relationships, those referrals that you get from those relationships are going to lead to more sales. And often it's also going to lead you to more ideas, more collaborations, and way, way more growth in your business than you would have ever had on your own. Okay. I kid you not, like I have really spent this year trying to get to know people more, get to know the heart behind their business, the why behind why they do what they do and why they started their company. But then also just go beyond the company, right? Recognize that this is a human being. This is a person and that they have a life 
outside of this business. They are not their business, right? Yes, you are your brand. You are the face of your brand, but there's more to them than their company, than their business. So who are they outside of their business? Where do they live? What do they like to do? Do they have kids? Do they have a spouse? Do they have a family? You know, what are their hobbies outside of their business? What book are they reading right now? What do we have in common? You know, what are some things that we don't have in common? Like our differences, what are the things that make them a person, not a business, right? I have spent this year getting to know so many people on that level and just doing Zoom calls for no other reason than to get to know each other you know, sending Instagram DMs where we have conversations that are very much outside of business, um, leaving comments on, on posts that turn into threads where we're actually talking about some of our likes or our dislikes or things that make us different or things that we have in common or whatever. And it's those things that have helped me build real amazing relationships this year. And those relationships have been what has grown and scaled my business even more this year than ever before because it has led to people shouting out my name on Instagram when I launch something or tagging me when somebody is asking for something that I offer or referring their clients to me or people in Facebook groups to me or whatever. And it's led to more sales. It's led to more ideas. It's led to more collaborations. And what's amazing is it's led to even more relationships. When you really start to build and cultivate relationships and people feel like you care more about them than what they can bring you, they will introduce you to other people and you will build more relationships. And that is how you really build a network of amazing collaborators and vendors and business colleagues and business friends, right? Some of my podcast guests, some of my you know, fellow industry peers have gone so far beyond that. They've truly become my friends. And that makes it so much more fun to hop on Instagram and scroll through what they're doing in their business. It makes it so much more fun to do podcast episodes. It makes it so much more fun to run my dang business because it doesn't feel like a business anymore. It feels like friendships. It feels like connections. It feels like relationships. So that is a hundred percent one of the biggest things that I'm still trying to do. I'm, I'm even trying to get better about, but that I didn't really necessarily do as much in the beginning and that I absolutely think you should. So hundred percent focus on building relationships and really going all in on cultivating those relationships as much as you can. Last but not least, number five, the fifth thing I would do. I would invest in myself, but not by buying every single offer that I find. You guys, I was the worst. Like I was the worst. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, Facebook still advertises things to me that I'm like, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Because if you need somebody to convert for your freebie or your, your tiny offer or your, you know, hundred dollar course. I am the, I was the, I'm not anymore. Let me rephrase. I am not anymore. I was the most likely person to convert for you. Literally did not matter what you offer. Did not matter what it was. Like I was the most likely person to convert. 
ads work on me like you would not believe, okay? I am one of those people that I, if I have a problem and then I see an ad that's like, here's this guide, I'm going to buy it. What's even worse is if I had a problem and then I saw an ad for a guide or a course or a whatever that was a similar problem, but not the problem that I had, I would somehow convince myself that that's sort of the problem that I had. So I still needed to buy this guide or this course or this whatever. I spent so much money on offers that did nothing for me. They did not help me. There are so many guides, so many freebies, so many little $27 offers or $9 offers out there that promise you quick results. But the truth is that quick results do not always cut it. And you guys, I have those offers, okay? I have nothing against those offers. I have tons of guides and templates and resources that are fairly cheap things that will get you quick results. And I am not downplaying those quick results, okay? I stand by the things that I've created and I know other people do too. And I'm not saying that they don't work. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go after quick results. You know, if you are really, like you're really sick of trying to create Instagram templates, like Instagram graphics, and you know that you're really bad at it and you just want to go spend 20 bucks and grab a set of templates and be able to just throw them in Canva, customize your colors, add your text, whatever, and call it a day. Awesome. That's a quick win for you. And there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. However, I think a lot of times we use these offers as excuses to not truly invest in ourselves. Okay. And that was me. I was too scared to invest big money into a coach or a mastermind, or a program that could have actually solved my problem because I was like, that's thousands of dollars, or that's hundreds of dollars, or that's so much money. What if it doesn't work? What if I waste my money? What if I end up with a different problem, right? And so I wouldn't invest the money. And instead, I would go find these small little tripwire offers that guaranteed me the quick win for, that related to my problem for my problem. And I would just buy up tons of them. And I probably have a million guides in a folder on my computer that I never even opened. I probably have several little mini courses where I got halfway through the course and realized that this was not helping me at all or was stuff that I already knew or whatever, right? And what's crazy is that I probably spent the same amount of money in buying those stupid little small offers that didn't help me that I could have spent investing in a coach to work with me one-on-one or investing in a mastermind where I would have gotten a huge like group collaboration, right? And those things would have helped me. And so that is, that is something I just cannot preach enough to you is If you are afraid of investing in yourself, I get it, okay? I really do. And I actually, I've invested in a lot of things for myself over the past couple of years, but this year was the first time I actually invested a lot of money into a mastermind. And I'm gonna do a separate episode on why I chose to do that and how it's really benefited my business. But I'll leave you with this today is invest in yourself, but do not, do not do it by 
just buying up a bunch of tiny offers that are just going to be a band-aid on the huge problem that you have, right? In my opinion, if you have a very specific problem and then you just start buying up tiny offers that you think are going to fix the problem, but it's really just because you're too scared to invest in yourself, it's like putting a band-aid on a bruise, okay? Yeah, it covers it up. Yeah, nobody will see the bruise, but it's not doing anything for you, right? It's not healing the bruise. It's not solving the problem. So stop wasting your money, you know, either find free. And, and I understand if you don't have, if you genuinely just do not have the money to invest that big, I get it, but utilize all the free resources you can and save up, save up for that coach, save up for that mastermind, save up for that program that you know is going to get you the results that you need, right? Invest in yourself, but do not do it by being that person that buys every single small offer that Facebook advertises to you or Instagram advertises to you. I did it. It didn't work. It didn't help me grow faster. All it did was probably cost me thousands of dollars that I could have used to invest elsewhere in my business or in myself. So do not be that person. Do not be like I was. Start investing in yourself, but invest in the things that are actually going to make you better or that are actually going to make your business better. And, you know, that goes back to everything we were talking about before. Invest in systems. Invest in the things that are going to save you time, right? Save you energy, save you your sanity. Invest in relationships. Invest in those things that are going to help you build those relationships, build those connections and cultivate those. Invest in the things that are going to help you focus on the areas that you really want to focus on and the things that you really want to do. So those are my five things. Just to recap, focus or grow one thing at a time instead of everything all at once. Speak to one specific person while you're doing it. Make sure that every post, every offer is speaking to one specific person or one specific type of client. Prioritize the systems and the things that are going to save you time. Build those relationships and really cultivate those connections within your business and even do so by talking about things other than business and outside of your business. And then invest in yourself, but not by wasting your money on all of these little tiny offers that promise you results. Those are absolutely the five things that I would focus on first and foremost before anything else if I was starting something new or starting my business over today. And speaking of investments, if you feel like that is something that you need to do, you need to invest in yourself. You need to find a solution to a problem that you have And that problem is something related to your money, something related to your marketing, something related to your content. If you struggle with actually growing your revenue and driving revenue to your business, if you struggle with creating marketing that is converting and that is actually making you money, if you struggle with constantly trying to create content and feeling like you're on this hamster wheel of just constantly producing content that you don't even know if it's any good, guess what? I have a solution for you. The Money and Marketing Catalyst, MMC, if you will, is my brand new group coaching program. And although it is not open yet, the wait list is open for our January round, 
Okay. We're going to do a January round. It's going to be round one. It is going to be amazing. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's going to change your freaking business, right? Money and marketing catalyst. We dive into all things money. We use my signature core method to dive into your business finances, figure out where you can drive extra revenue, figure out all things profit, all things profit margins, dive into every single offer that you have. And then we switch over and we use my signature core method on your marketing. We figure out how you can create really high quality content within your business without constantly being on that hamster wheel and how you can actually you drop, create content that's driving revenue, right? Which is what we all want to do. It should be a vicious cycle. You make lots of money. You use that money and that time and that energy to produce really amazing content. That content makes you more money, right? That is what the, the circle should look like. And if that is not what your circle looks like, then Money and Marketing Catalyst really may be for you. This is an extremely high-touch program. It's a three-month program, tons of one-on-one -on -one and group calls with me, extra community within the group, just tons of bonuses for this first round, but it's extremely high-touch. You are getting so much one-on-one -on -one time, specific time with me, diving into the individual issues within your own business finances, within your own money, within your own marketing, within your own content, and really getting the answers and the clarity that you've been looking for for a long time. And to be honest, are you in three months going to be farther along than you are right now? In three months, are you going to feel like you've bought up a bunch of $9 and $27 offers and $100 courses that didn't solve your problem? Are you still going to be on that hamster wheel of trying to constantly create content and not actually seeing link clicks from it, not actually seeing sales from it, not feeling like it's working? Is that going to be you in three months? Because if you think it could be, save yourself the time, spend the three months going through the money and marketing catalyst, get the answers that you need, get the clarity that you need, get some new ideas, some new connections and tons of very high quality, very high touch time with me so that I can help you not make the same mistakes that I made. And I can help you really grow and scale your business in a way that you're probably not going to do on your own in three months. So like I said, money and marketing catalyst is not open quite yet, but the wait list is open. So if you want to get on that wait list and make sure that you have first dibs on a spot in the program, as well as tons of really amazing bonuses that are only going to be available to our waitlisters, then head over to hayleyluckadoo.com slash coaching or click the link down below if the link shows up in your podcast player. Again, hayleyluckadoo.com slash coaching and you can hop on the waitlist secure your spot so that when we open up here in the next couple of weeks, you've got first dibs on that spot in the program, on that spot that is going to completely change, renew, and revitalize your business, your money, and your marketing. You don't want to miss it. HaleyLuckadoo.com slash coaching. Go get your spot on the wait list. Sign up for that. You're not going to regret it. 
And don't forget to sign up for the 5K challenge. If you do need a quick win, then the 5K challenge is absolutely going to help you. 5K challenge is the number one challenge to help you generate an extra $5,000 of revenue in your business in only three days. And it is coming up again on November 3rd, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. We will have three days of action-packed trainings, worksheets, Q&As, community, and even really amazing giveaways. So you do not want to miss that. Head over to HaleyLuckandoo.com slash 5K challenge. Get enrolled for that free, completely free, you guys, challenge that is really going to help you with making some extra cash in your business. That is it for today. I hope this episode really helped you out with what I would do if I had to start over, what I would do if I had to begin my business again today, or even just added a new venture, a new facet to my business. And I hope that it's something that will help you if you have added something recently or started a new business or are considering doing either of those things. These are absolutely the things that I would focus on and the things that I'm always coming back to when I add something new because it's the things that I think really make the most difference in the least amount of time. So hopefully it helped you. If any of these resonated with you at all, or you feel like this episode was really helpful to you, I would love if you would share on Instagram, what part was, you know, the most meaningful to you. Take a screenshot of your phone or your computer while you're listening and just pop it over on Instagram, tag me at Haley Luckadoo and share with me what it is that you're going to do differently or which one of these five things really resonated with you the most and that you're going to start doing and how this episode has helped you out. I would love to hear that. I would love to reshare it. And I would love to help celebrate those wins with you as we get ready to close out October. I can't believe we're about to close out October. That's crazy. I know 2020 has felt very long for a lot of people, but I just feel like it's kind of blown by since it's been such a weird year. So we're going to close out October strong. We're going to knock out quarter four of 2020 strong. Tune in again on Friday when we'll have a special episode of Fire Fridays and again next week for another full episode. And just keep dreaming big, you guys. Keep reaching for those goals because I'm telling you, they're coming your way. They really, really are. And tag me on Instagram. Let me know what it is you're working on because I would love to see that. I would love to help you out where I can. And I would love, love, love to share in those wins with you. And I will tune in with you guys again on Friday and again next week. That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at Females on Fire. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.